just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Straightening the curve this episode and our cold beers are brought to you by our friends over at American Offshore. They are the industry standard for custom marine grade products for all year make model boats. American Offshore is home to the, uh, the biggest and hardest custom dashes, electronic switch panels, bait well, live well lids, and really just anything that is acrylic on your boat. Their products are designed and manufactured right here in the USA. They also carry some stock items for specific year make model boats and they can even make you a badass custom license plate for your boat trailer, vehicle, or whatever. Take your idea to them and they'll turn your idea into a reality. Go support this small veteran owned company by visiting their pages. Check them out at American Offshore on Instagram, American Offshore Fishing on Facebook, and visit their website at www.americanoffshorefishing.com. Use the promo code HARDWOODBOYS for 5% off. And also, call. you can call Michael directly. Here's his line. His number is 855-506-BOAT. That's boat. Boat. Oh. Oh, pop a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hardwood Boys, episode 82. Man, it's, it's weird to hear your voice, Vic. Oh, man, I've been, I've been <laughs> gone. That, I've been Who gone for a couple weeks, man. You know, It's been three months, Vic. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, opening, opening weekend of turkey season, so I had to get all my gear together and then camping last weekend. Guess so. you are the only one of us that's been hunting recently. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the... That, that that's the truth but it's sad the birds did not gobble i mean it's very very little goblin did, out did you hear any gobbles yeah um one it, it's funny so i took friday off so mm-hmm. we drive up on thursday and i'm up there with george sasser and brian sasser and mr roy and jeff brummett and i walk into the house in the little cabin, you've seen the little cabin. Actually, yep. That's where Mr. Roy the rattlesnake and, mounted in there. Yeah, that's okay. where Mr. Roy and George. Where you they fell and you hit your face. That, yeah, that's where Brandon. That's where Brandon. <laughs> that's where the aliens <laughs> took him out. Yeah. Pushed me over and gave me the black eye. Um, so I walk in the door and there's like bone-in ribeye, tomahawk ribeyes that are three inches thick. That's nice. Ooh, did you like, get one, one for each of you? <laughs> Y'all know me. I could have ate you one You probably could have, but nobody else on earth uh, the next day. But uh, so they cooked those, and all he did was like cooked them and then just sliced it up, and you just went there and grabbed meat. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of. He cooked them on that big grill? Yeah, on the big grill outside. Um, So kind of, it was just three of us that hunted on Friday morning. So I, I tell Brian and Jeff, I'm like, look, Y'all go up to the the north 80 acres up there. There's a bird up there I got on him last year. Said he's on, on, he was on the other property, so just get kind of close to that property line. I said there's a big field out there, and you'll see him. You'll, he'll come to you from there. I just couldn't get him out the field last year. So I, I eased over into eight, and I got set up. I had decoys out, and, I mean, there was not – it was cloudy. It was windy, kind of like right now. And, you know, they just don't gobble in that kind of weather. Well, 
I'm sitting there and I hear off in the distance. I just hear a gobble. Oh, Brian and Jeff's area. They're going to bust my turkey first thing this morning. And so I hunted till about nine that morning. Mr. Georgia put a note on the board. Breakfast at nine thirty. I mean, it's 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 spot on. This is show this, up or you don't eat. Yeah, exactly. So I hunted till nine. Got back to to the camp and I mean, it's spread. It homemade biscuits and country ham, scrambled eggs, hash browns. I mean, you you name it, it was there. And so. Jeff and Brian come up, and I'm like, man, I heard a bird gobble. He's like, you don't even want to know what happened. I said, spill the beans. Let's hear this, because y'all don't have a bird. What, what's going on? He said, man, we got set up up there by Rocky Top, and they started calling, and, I mean, this bird just went off. So, man, they, they got all excited. They went and kind of That's fun. Got, got over by the property line, and, man, they, they're hitting their calls, and, I mean, this bird is cutting them off. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, they're excited. They didn't tell me. I mean, they're grinning from here. They're like, man, we're going to bust a bird. We're going to get this. It's like 745 in the morning. And I only heard the bird gobble once, so, and it just happened to be, like, when the wind wasn't blowing. Yeah. And, uh. So, I mean, they they weren't pulling this bird. Right. So, man, they, they got on their hands and knees, crawling through the woods, and they get they come up to the clearing, they see the clearing, and so they get situated, and, and they're calling this bird just going off. Every single time they call, this bird cuts them off. And when he cuts you off, you know, he's it, not, he doesn't, he thinks you're real. Yeah, and he's coming. Yeah. He is going to yeah. come to you. He, and, and they hear the yeah, he's yeah, drumming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they are, they are fired up about it. They have this. their nunchucks ready? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, they they hit a call, and, and he was kind of to the left. And so, like, man, we got to get closer to this bird. I mean, he's not coming. He must yeah. be hemmed up or something. So, they started kind of, like, slipping through the edge of the woods and get over there. And there is, which I've never seen it before, there is a freaking red barn that's fenced in. It was a tame turkey. Was, they were hunting <laughs> a tame turkey on the next door neighbor's property. Did they get it? No. Did they, why did they no, shoot it's, it? It's fenced in. So <laughs> they can jump the fence. He had like oh, six. Wow. He had like six or seven hens. I mean, they watched him come off the roost and land in that pen. <laughs> so, so he's so a wild they, turkey. You wow. shoot him and you so take they, him out. They're sitting there and they just start just striking the calls oh, and changing up calls. I mean, it didn't matter. They said it did not matter. What call they made, this dude went to town. I mean, it that just is hilarious. cutting them up. And I was going to say, like, by asking, did they gobble at your place? They don't gobble at our place. I've heard one or two in five or, I think it's been eight years I've hunted out there. I've only heard one or two gobbles. I see gobble. I see gobblers all the time. I see hens all the time when I'm well, deer hunting. Well, they won't. They, won't they don't gobble, gobble during deer season. They only want to gobble like in, I know, the, in the spring, but, like but right that, now. The same weekend you were up there, I was camping with Georgia. It was cloudy and cold. I know, but I woke up in the morning. I mean, we're camping in the woods. So if if there was a gobble anywhere at, at any time, I would have heard it. Yeah, you'll hear it. For I heard miles. the owls going nuts. Mm-hmm. I woke up at like five in the morning because I heard the owls, woo, 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 and they're going back and forth. And I'm expecting a gobble at that point. I'm thinking that's usually when, you know, they're going to gobble. And not a sound. Other than the owls hooting and hollering, they were making a fuss. I mean, the owls were, which would have caused any gobbler in the area to gobble. Not a gobble. It, it, it's, it's crazy. They didn't. I mean, I've heard them. 
I have been at our camp in Crocald and heard yeah. five different birds got them and I have to figure camp. out which bird I'm going to go to. I've had that same experience that said it on the podcast a long time ago in North Mississippi, but it wasn't on our land in, in Blackwater. And it was the most exciting thing I've ever had in my life, hunting-wise, because it, it was calling to them and they were going nuts in every direction and cutting me off. And But in Blackwater, I've heard a gobble at probably a mile when the wind was blowing mm-hmm. right and it wasn't responding to me clucking right, right. or an owl call or right. a crow call. So, yeah, I don't understand why they don't. It, it, maybe it's the same thing as the deer. There's so many does that the bucks don't have to chase them. Right. There's so many hens that the gobblers don't have to gobble. Un- until the hens start sitting on eggs, they're not. Uh, and the hens gonna, probably come to him. Oh, I mean, yeah. He can oh, gobble yeah. once, but the hens are going to find him. Yep. So, I, I, don't, I don't know. It, how long does uh, Mississippi spring season run? Until May 15th. So it's a little early. So in the March, yeah, like it's March early. 11th or March 10th, it's second 15th. week of March 15th. Yeah. They do a youth season the weekend before, okay. and and then the actual for adults, it's it starts on the 15th. So it's March, April, May. It's two months. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So back to the turkey hunt weekend. Yeah. So you know, uh, the majority of us up there are Catholic, so we got to eat fish. In, on Friday. Yes, this Not is on Friday. Friday. Yeah. On Friday, so um, we had to go fishing, and I mean, we we caught, uh, I think, thirty two bass. Um, that and, sounds awful. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're stocked. Were, you know, like a lot of work. Yeah. You got you a lot know, of cleaning the, to do. The bass. Well, he's got catch, the electric knife. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know the bass that we catch up there aren't big. I mean, they, you're lucky if you get a pounder. Is this the pond you just redid? No, the big pond right behind the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we, pond. It's a lake. It's, it's a lake. lake. It's like it's 30, a lake. 30 something. Yeah, acres. It's a nice. Um, it's nice. So we caught uh, like 32 fish. Um, we cleaned them. We had hush puppies. We had fries. Um, mm. Coleslaw. I mean, so your your weekend just sucked. One one <laughs> thing is for sure: the hunting might not be good, but the eating is going to be great. Yeah. So. Um, Trip and Quinn get in there, Jacob gets there, Marcus gets in there, um, and so we're all, you know, just down there eating dinner, just just hanging out. Uh, Gil, he, he ended up getting in there as well. So, I mean, there's there's 10 of us between both cabins, so eight in a big cabin and two in a little cabin. So, Saturday, I looked at the weather and I was like, man, Saturday morning is going to be just exactly like Friday morning. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not going hunting. I, I, yeah, I, but it even rained a little bit. Yeah, so yeah, I, um, George was cooking a brisket, and so I wanted to be all in the middle of, of George's brisket. I wanted to see what he does. I mean, he's won, like, barbecue competition with his brisket. Ah, that makes sense. So I, I, I opted out of hunting Saturday morning. I'm glad I did. I, everybody was back at 8 o'clock. Yeah, not a bird made no, a noise. No, nobody, nothing. So, what's nothing the theory happened. on that? If it's windy and windy and cloudy, rainy, they, cloudy don't, they, they don't gobble. Don't plus, gobble. they but, but they still going and looking for ladies. The only way you're really going to see them, the truthfully, I mean, and you think about this, you only see those those gobblers, those turkeys, the majority of the time are going to be in the afternoon coming in the food plot. Think about it. And that's how they are at our place anyways. We see them in the mornings so, a lot. But not as, uh, like, we'll see a bird or two in the morning, but, like, the afternoon, I've got pictures at 8 when I've got five longbeards walking in there. Yeah, now, this season. I had, you know, I had on camera, I had, I had two longbeards the day me, Georgia and I were camping. Mm-hmm. That morning at 9.30 in the morning, right in front of my camera, 
Uh, you know, of course, I didn't check until after, and I wasn't right. turkey hunting. But you had if to, I was gonna, that's where I would go. You had two birds there, uh, you know, but they there. were together, so you wouldn't think they're. They'll gobble. I shoot. They I'm work together, you right? Do now, they work together? Five years ago, it might have been six years ago, when I went into eight, and I crow called, and just I mean immediately before I finished my crow calls. But do they walk together looking for yes. ladies? They do? Okay. Absolutely. Because these they, two are together, big old long beards. At, yeah, this well, was the same thing you have the, the uh, cell phone cameras up there still? Yes. What you're not seeing any right turkeys? Now. Not in the morning. It's, mm. only, it's only in the evening. Okay. I, got, I, got a, wow. I got a long beard, nine-inch beard, strutting around in Little Texas. And if you could be there for a week at a time, or if you spent seven days there, you could be re- roost them? Yeah. You could hunt that a- evening, find out where they roosted, because you're going to hear them and see them. And then you go back in the morning and sneak in quietly within 100 yards or near a field that they're mm-hmm. going to fly down into, put your decoy out, call to them right at daylight, and they're going to fly down yep. to it when you shoot them. That's, that's, that's the uh, TV version of, <laughs> of what you watch on TV, right. but that's not how we, we get to go for a day or two. And there's we no need way to, to hire them. some scouts to go do that for us, and uh, then we just walk in there and uh, shoot it. Maybe <laughs> we should be the scouts is what I'm, what I'm trying to do with What's this podcast is we are the scouts and the hunters. You know? <laughs> well, that, that's not a good business. I, I, I'm not, yeah, we make money off of talking about it. We don't make money off of actually the, the kill, but we got to actually – do some killing <laughs> yeah. in order to make some money off this podcast. Well, so, so they went hunting, and pretty much everybody's back at eight. Um, okay. So again, wow. we eat breakfast, and Mr. George cooked scrambled eggs. He had biscuits and bacon and sausage and all kind of stuff. I mean, just it's a flat out just a spread. That hurt you. Um, so we worked on the on the brisket all day long. George and I did, and I mean it, it was just cooking. We put a couple pork shoulders on there so we had two shoulders of brisket um had some baked beans we had a different kind of coleslaw or broccoli salad maybe even i mean we just we went to town and it just wore out saturday night so yeah saturday evening go ahead what were you cooking this brisket on what kind of device big grill just a pull behind what, type grill. No, it's, just it's, a, it's, 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 it's similar. Right? It's a little smaller. It's a, okay. about three quarters the size of this bar. Mm-hmm. It's like an old school. You it's throw like a big the wood in the bottom, or is it well, charcoal? You open it. It's you, a charcoal. You, you can do charcoal or well, wood, whatever. We, we 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 started with charcoal, and then we add um, we added cherry wood mm-hmm. and white oak. So you're that not cheap. Smoke. You're not going with these new pellet grills. Oh, no, 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 it's a it's a large volume it's a grill. grill. It's yeah. a barbecue grill. Oh, it's it's, it's yeah. nice. It's nice. Um, so um, we eat that for dinner, and the back porch overlooks the lake, and the clouds broke on Saturday night, and or Saturday it got evening, cold. and Ooh, like, it got you cold. see the sunset, and I was like, holy cow, these birds are going to go nuts tomorrow morning mm. they are going to go crazy well it got down to 36 degrees and it was cold they're not going to gobble they're sleeping it. outside yeah. yeah it was miserable they're not going to gobble at 36 degrees neither, yeah. would, neither would i we had soccer <laughs> early that morning it was too we, cold we were feeling for you i was like oh i bet they're freezing <laughs> yeah it was too cold to gobble i promise you that so start fire early that morning yeah. <clears throat> jacob matina and i we went over to eight because there's so many people we had to pair up in groups and and you know what jacob comes he shoots a turkey i had no problem i'm not gonna be mad at him like when jimmy putnam killed my bird i was livid yeah i was livid um i'll tell you jacob's too nice so you can't be mad i mean jimmy putnam if you're listening 
reach out to us. So we, maybe we can do a podcast about that yeah, actual incident. Because I don't know about, about it. About how you stole I'll, Big's I'll, bird. We I'll need you on in, this podcast. I'll tell y'all in just a few minutes. So Jacob and I go, and we set up in a... And we literally set up. We went ahead. I told Jacob, we're just we're going to get in here. We're going to get still, get quiet, put our decoys out there. I'll call some. I put him underneath a cedar tree in the most perfect spot. Keep the limbs trimmed up on the bottom of it, just because that's I like to turkey hunt underneath that tree. But it's only one person can sit there, so I put him underneath there, and um, I sat to the probably about ten yards away from him. Um, to to the right, the decoys out twenty yards, twenty five yards. Just a hen, uh, a, a, hen a, a hen and a Jake. That'll piss him off. And That's so yeah. you know, I I mean, the crows started crowing, so I was hollering at the crows. The hoot owls were going. I was hollering back at them too. And I'm just, I, I, I told Jake it was like maybe seven o'clock. I was like, dude, I said it's gonna be any second, and one of these birds is going to go off, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring him in here. You just get ready. We sat there till eight thirty. Not care. a sound. Nope. And I mean, it was just it was flat cold. So we got up and walked down the trail. We went over to Little Texas, because um, we had set some raccoon traps out there, and nothing in the raccoon traps. But there was literally whatever time it was at eight. 14, it snapped a picture of a deer in Little Texas. Yeah. At, at 8.15, Jacob and I are standing there. All right, Little Texas. And you so never we, saw neither, that deer. Neither one of us saw that deer. Isn't that wow. crazy? It is, it's that insane. But that's how, saw that's how sneaky they yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, we were or talking, she. and it's not like we were looking for the deer anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was just, there, and it was gone. Yeah, a, a minute apart. Oh, no. When we were camping, George and I, we were camping literally 75 yards from a feeder. The feeder out in the woods, and we didn't hear a sound even at night, in the morning, in the afternoon. And I went over and checked that feeder. There wasn't a, 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 a drop of corn underneath that thing at noon the next day. So deer came or turkeys came in the morning because it went off at seven in the morning, and there was no corn left. And we never saw. And we were seventy-five yards away through the woods. But we're not facing them. We're not. We weren't hunting. We were camping and cooking and jerking right. out the cliff, and so we never saw it. But right. there were deer and turkeys there. I guarantee it. That ate that out of that feeder, and we never saw them. I, I gotta say, the, the I, I, I gotta come to your camp and look at the cliff. I want to see the charcoal from the old you, Indian. I need to stuff. bring you there. Yeah. Uh, Brandon's been there. He swam I've in the creek. Seen, you swam seen. in the creek. I got a picture of. I got a. It's I got a hanging on the wall. It's it's all, you see it? I got a four by four <laughs> picture of you swimming. It, it's it's like a half a foot little hill. Yeah, you need to come <laughs> check it out because it makes no sense. The the two foot charcoal strip that's in that cliff has to be just years and years of them burning fires there to to do their clay that's right other other than maybe it was when the dinosaurs got extinct (laughs) it's alien poop yeah i mean it has to be like a meteor hit and cause fire for 500 years you know to be two foot thick of just charcoal right I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess that's possible right. over the last ten million years. I just feel like whatever's laying there, it, it would burn up. It would go away. You wouldn't have two feet of charcoal. But it it burned for so long. I guess. Yeah. How I don't know. long? How long is the layer? I don't, it goes I don't, through the whole cliff. 
I mean, oh. I've never even reached the end. I wonder if that's like when, oh, that's when the dinosaurs were yeah, extinct. Yeah, I was you're not yeah. And that's, but then you would think we'd get some petroleum mm-hmm. out of that. That's a hell of a fire. Yeah. Or, the, or the volcano that erupted. I don't know. Volcanic yeah. ash. Or when the, the cra- when the <clears throat> meteor hit and caused a huge fire. I'm going to go to archaeology school and then I'm going to come back and check it out. But my, <laughs> that's the thing. My grandfather was... The is going to carbon date it. My grandfather... Let's go check out Kenny. This was from 1943. I have like three relatives that are Geologist that you know own the property, so they they know about it, and they that's the well, story that thought? they tell. They, they think it was the Native Americans or Indians. That was it like a human sacrifice? They no, just no, no. Burned all I mean, kinds that's of a lot no. of burning. Yeah. But that, but that imagine the burial ground compressed to no, no. charcoal. Burned but imagine for if if you had a kiln mm-hmm. in the old days, um, and you were burning at at a place where definitely we have great clay. Clay is coming right out the hill right there. And fresh spring water. Yeah, I need to go get some more. So imagine if you had all those. That'd be like having um, all the perfect scenarios to make perfect pottery. I mean, I guess. So for hundreds or thousands of years, yeah, they were exactly. probably making pottery. If you're making them for a thousand years every single day. Yes, yeah, you're going to have a big area yeah. of a bunch of charcoal. Right. So uh, that's all I can figure, too, because scientifically, gonna be, I'm. Yeah. It's going to be ash, though. Well, no. Because underneath it, it's going to be burning. You've got to build the oven to make the. I know, but they're they're still got fires going on around, and and underneath Maybe it's it, a dumping ground. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, you'd have to. We'd have to get a scientist in there. Get some soil samples out of. But it. my it's grandpa, cool. I can tell you this. I talked it. to my aunt at at Bacchus the other night. We had dinner, and this is the first time I've talked to my aunt about this stuff. And she was like, my grandfather, who became a geologist after he was raised on that property, didn't want anybody to touch it. That's why he bought all the land around it. Huh. Because he doesn't want archaeologists to go in. He doesn't want scientists to go in because they're going to destroy the property. There might be arrowheads in there. There, I guarantee there are. There's probably pottery. But he doesn't... They don't... They didn't want years ago for anybody to go destroy the property. So we can't excavate it. No, but we could go in there as a... Kind of like... Yeah, I don't want to call up uh, the guys (laughs) from... I don't want to call up the guys from uh, Oak Island. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they no, start no, drilling no, and no. shit. But the Lagunas. They've completely destroyed that whole that but, island. But they're they still have. trying. They're still trying to do it without destroying the, the island. No, they people. haven't. It's like know. completely it's, destroyed. It's wasted. But yes. So, they, so we don't want to do that. Like but we got it. So you got to figure it out without. That's basically what they've done. Um, that just sounds like the four of us need to go up there with a couple of shovels and dig a few holes. And I think. Or we could just sit on the bank and drink beer and look at it. That's yeah. We can just sit here and talk about it. I know what happened here. Let's go. Let's go up next weekend. Do both. Yeah. Okay, so we're we're at the end of this podcast. We appreciate y'all listening. Oh, hold on, I got to go out here. Oh. Quincy called him um, a five pound bass. Quinn. Yeah, yeah. He he. Quinn fishes hard. He turns in. Was this at that weekend? Yeah, yeah. that was. He said it, it was a lot smaller than that when he told me. Oh, he's being he modest. He's being modest. He said it was five yeah. pounds. I mean, he, he put it on. His he scale. told me it was like three and a half. I'll, oh, I'll get him to send me the picture. In, I saw the picture. He had it on his yeah. phone. We'll it was put a big the picture. Fish. We got some yeah. stories about Quincy coming. I'm just out saying he's, he's he's knocking it down. He's not even boasting it up. In the next oh, he, episode, he's like the camera makes it look way bigger. Well, I was expecting <laughs> Quinn to be like forty years old, thirty five. No, no, he's 24. like twenty three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the one that butt chugged. No, he didn't. We didn't ask him about that. <laughs> he, he did. He had the syringe. He thing. did that okay. weekend. He led us into talking. He led Brandon into talking about butt chugging in that episode. So that's yeah, why he had the mind, syringe. He was very young, but we appreciate Quincy or Quinn um, for playing golf with us, which will trans 
transition us into the next podcast. So listen in a couple of days, and you'll hear about our golf tournament, which was insane. So fantastic! Yeah, we, Marcus Ginn, listen to this podcast for me, buddy, uh, up there in Madison or Jackson or wherever in the world you're at up there. Uh, make sure you're listening to this. I told you I'd call your name out. Marcus Ginn. Marcus Ginn. Just yes. a good old boy. Okay. I was thinking of Ted Ginn Jr. No, no that's a wide receiver. <laughs> Marcus is like your size, except for he's like 125 pounds. Oh, so he's in better shape, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good night, Marcus. And, and he's a good golfer. Uh, he can whip my ass. Okay, we'll talk about he's that. He's the reason why we have a new TV and a big cat. <laughs> really? Yeah. We'll talk about that at the golf episode. Okay, here we go. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. In conclusion, anybody got anything? Besides stay wet and hard, soft, stay on the green. Stay on the green, which we were rarely, rarely. <laughs> we didn't do that. We're the fairway. <laughs> we didn't stay on the fairway. Stay on the green. We stayed in the rough. We were like beyond the rough. Or actually, Brandon <laughs> stayed in the car. Brandon's <laughs> 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 Stay in the car. Stay hard. Hard little boy.